What's up, 1030? How you guys doing? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you guys. Uh, what a special day. Uh, before we go any further, let me recognize a couple of things. Uh, as we say every year, we recognize this is not an easy day for everybody. Uh, maybe some of you lost your, your mother recently and that, that becomes very challenging for you. Or maybe you lost her 25, 30 years ago. It's still challenging, right? You still feel that, that sense of loss there. And, and it's challenging, or, or maybe you, you lost a child, and that's hard, or uh, maybe you never had a, a physical child, and, and that's difficult. And so we recognize that it's, it's a challenging day for some, when there's positives and negatives in it. But we do, we're not going to stop celebrating uh, moms. And one of the ways that we do that here is we used to give out trinkets and stuff. How many of you grew up in old school church where they gave like a rose or a little thing or something like that? A few years ago, I felt like the Lord said, uh, you don't need to do that anymore. And we've committed every year to give donations to crisis care pregnancy centers that, that save the lives of babies in South Florida. We believe in life here. We believe in the sanctity of life. And sometimes, you know, situations happen and, and babies are produced. And not everybody wants to keep those. But we believe that these, these agencies, these, these life centers, if you will, go out and save the lives of children. And we want to support that. And so we do that in honor of all of you. We know that there's single moms in a place. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But thank you for staying committed to get to church, to get your kids as a single mom, to get your kids to church. And we know that can be challenging. There's some single dads at our church that are doing the same thing. Give it up for our single dads, playing both roles, and that's just challenging, so I applaud you guys, and I'm thankful, and for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rich, I'm, I'm one of the pastors here, and I brought my wife my with me today. Rich. I love <laughs> and, you guys. Um, she's, she's such a special person. And I know that we, we have a lot of work that, that has to be done inside of us. And so today we want to share just a few nuggets. There's nothing like mind-boggling about this. We just want to remind you of a couple of things. And one of the things that we need to be reminded of is that we absolutely need God actively involved in our lives every single day, every single minute of every single day. And if you have kids, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, I need him. I need his help. And you know, mother, mothers or motherhood takes many shapes, right? I, I have my mom still with me. She's in Minnesota, and she's probably going to watch this, and we welcome everybody joining us online. Mom, I love you, and you are, you're just still the one, right, taking care of me, and I'm going to go up and see her in a little while, in a few, in a few months, and uh, I can't wait to do that. But I also have some, one that I was, when we, when we got married, I, I added a mother-in-law, that's right. Don't forget your mother-in-law. Right. Okay. Some of you are trying to forget your mother-in-law. Don't do that. Right. She's there for you. She, she might be helping to correct you or bring something out of you that needs to be corrected. Right. And uh, that's important. But I, I think back to, you know, when we got married and Grace was born. That's when we were in China. Yeah. We met in China a long time ago. Long time About ago. About 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> and our daughter was born and her mom came to help. And let me tell you, this is, a, this is a lady, she is amazing. And one of the things that jumped out to me is she came, and I was living in China for four and a half years. And if you've ever lived abroad, you know that you just miss certain things. Like so, mashed potatoes. Like mashed potatoes. Hamburgers. Right? I was missing mashed potatoes. So I started making these potatoes by myself. They weren't as good as mom's potatoes, right? It was really hard to find butter. But I would mash them by hand because I didn't have a mixer. And the first day she was there, I made them. She watched me. She just was watching out of the corner. The next day when I came home, her mom had made me mashed potatoes. She didn't know anything about mashed potatoes. Oh, she didn't even, <laughs> she really liked it. She didn't really like it. She loved it enough to make it every single day. Yeah. I, 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 you know, to be honest, he was so sick. 
It was so sick. The food and the water, you know, it was so sick. And then he survived on those mashed potatoes. Hallelujah. My mom, we used like <laughs> a rolling pan, like literally mash them and put a little milk in it. Yeah. A little butter is very hard to find and, and cheese. And no. Well, yeah. thank God it's not hard to find now. And this one makes the best mashed potatoes I know. on earth. Right? Right? I learned how to make, make mashed potatoes from his mother, <laughs> which is my mother-in-law. And let me tell you about this, this lady, okay? We talk more. I talk to his mom more than he talked to his mom. A lot more. This year, I sent her a gift card, right? I'm like, Rich, do I need to put your name on there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go. Because one year I didn't. I forgot. I'm like, don't we need to sign the card, right? Anyway, so I want to say here, you know, I want to mention, you, you know, don't forget your spiritual mother, okay? Spiritual mothers out there, you know? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, you might be here today, have the life that you have, have the children have you have, have the hope, have the future. You have because somebody cared enough. They put on the eyes of God. The faith that in their eyes, when we see ourselves, when I remember I was 23 years old, I was, I was hopeless. Nobody ever told me about Jesus. I've never seen a Bible. I never heard him in the radio. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Totally darkness. Somebody cared me enough. My, my, my composition teacher, she was all the way from, from Australia, a missionary. She said, Jesus loves you. And I saw myself as ashes, and she saw beauty. She saw beauty. She said, trade your ashes to beauty. I felt hopeless. She said, there's hope. I, I felt I had no future. I had, a, you know what? My profession, my profession was student, being a student. I went to, I went to boarding school. I told you guys, I went to school all the time and study whole entire life. Chinese people are crazy about education. You know, you know, right? I don't have to tell you about that. I, when, I, when I was about to graduate, I was panicking. I'm like, what am I going to do? My profession is over. My, my life being a student is over. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then she told me, God has a, has a plan and future for you. He's going to use you mightily. So I'm here to tell you that is a miracle. Amen. God is a miracle of God. Amen. All the way from Xi'an, China to Homestead, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> They're cheering. They're both like foreign countries, right? So it's amazing. <laughs> Willie got it, right? So, I, you know, in all of life, whatever it is, if you need help with your mother-in-law, the Holy Spirit is there. Praise God. We've been, we've been in this series called the Holy Spirit, and we want to just unpack this a little bit and how this reacts to uh, or infects us in our relationship, one with each other, right, and in our parenting. And so we want to just give you, again, a couple of nuggets because, yes, we believe that, that the Holy Spirit is God's gift to us individually, Corporately as a church, corporately as, as a married couple, as we are becoming one. We are one, but we are becoming one, actively becoming. And then also as parents or citizens, he is the gift that will help us. And, and the Holy Spirit is helping all the time. You might not think so, but he's helping in ways that you don't even know, right? I had to have him help me last night because uh, our neighbors, yeah, um, they just pray, were pray for him. <laughs> pray for me. And honestly, you know, it's like they, they just decided to party down, and I'm like, Lord, <laughs> God, help them. And you know, in your mind, you start carrying forward these thoughts, and then you end up having to say, Lord, help me. And He helps. And you know, He He didn't help me sleep last night. <laughs> I don't know why, because the music was so loud. But um, we're we're believing one, and it's not it's not just for that patience, or just for that peace, or just for that self control. It's everything. He helps us in all the areas. Sometimes we know about it. Sometimes we don't know about it. But as parents, and listen, there's something in this message for everybody today. 
So if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm a single today, listen, there's something inside of here. You better be taking notes because you're going to eventually, probably one day, you're going to get linked up with somebody and you need to live right. You need to live how you're supposed to live, a biblical life, right? And, and that's the first point we want to say today is that the Holy Spirit helps parents, but also everybody, but we're talking about parents, helps parents live a holy life. Now, holy is scary. For a lot of you, you say, whoa, and you know, that's just for the pastors or, or the priest or some other people. That have, no, it's not. It's for all of us. We're all called to live a holy life. Now, you can try to dismiss it if you want, but you can't dismiss it. It, is, it has been passed to you. That ball has been passed to you by God to say, what are you going to do with what I've given you? And we need help because this, it's a mess out here. It's so easy to be pulled this way or that way. So a couple of areas that Janet will share with you about what a holy life actually looks what, like. What does a holy life look like to you, okay? We're talking about family, right? You are, you have family where you're going to have a family, right? So it's relevant to everyone. What a holy life looks like to me, the one, number one is a disciplined life. Mm. You got to be disciplined. You said, who's going to discipline? The Lord. Mm. Either you want it or not. He said, it, he said in his word, one day, every tongue shall bow, every knee shall bow, every, every tongue confess, every knee shall bow. But you know what? The truth is I like to bow willingly. Yeah. I like to confess willingly. I don't want to have to smack me <laughs> to, 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 to make me confess and bow, okay? So the disciplined life, listen, two things are very important. One is physical discipline. You are the temple of God. You are. I think, I think some of you are very disciplined with your, with your physical body, which is great. Because you know what? If he doesn't have to take me to hospital when I later on I'm sick, if Grace doesn't have to worry about me, like oh, I'm so sick and this and that, that's a blessing. Yeah. That's, that's, you know what? That's, a, that's your savings account too. You know that? Yeah. And then number two, the most important discipline is the spiritual discipline. The most important, when you put God first, okay, the foundation, when you stand on the word of God, on Jesus Christ, which he laid the foundation as himself, the cornerstone. Spiritual discipline, Matthew 6, 33 will often quote it, first to seek his kingdom and righteousness, that mm. everything else will be added onto you. Because you're like, oh, what about my job? What about, what about this? What about that? First, seek his kingdom and righteousness. Everything else will come. Everything else will fall into places. Spiritual discipline, okay? Study your word, not just read your word. Sometimes like most people, 80%, I did a study, 80% people doesn't know, thinks that the, the Bible is, is I, I can't understand it. I, I, you know, 75% of people wants to read the Bible. 10% of people actually read the entire Bible, okay? That's just a little fact. Uh, anyway, second one is kingdom-minded. Kingdom-minded people, every one of you, every one of you, God touched your heart. That you're here. And some of you might still trying to figure out what is my purpose? Why am I here for? Life is full of pain and suffering. Some, some of them, you might, you might feel, feel that. You feel like exhausted. But you know what? Let me tell you. Everything is about the kingdom of God. Yeah. Everything is about him. Why? Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, he created heavens and earth. The last book, Revelation chapter 22. The new heavens and new earth. The old, very old person, Job in the Bible, he said this. He said, he gives and takes away. The house, the car, whatever you're working for, you're not going to take it with you. And guess what? You don't, de you don't decide when you're going to die, how you're going to die. You don't decide where you're going to born, how you're going to born. Right? He decides everything. He said it. I am the beginning 
and the end. I am Alpha and Omega. You are. I love you so much. You're going to be in heaven with me. But you have to choose obey, right? Choose obey. Okay, kingdom-minded is about his kingdom, okay? Number three, a servant heart. A servant heart. The reason <laughs> I say servant, people are like, oh, no, I don't want to be a servant. <laughs> but you know what? Two servants married together, you have the best marriage. Yeah. Two masters, <laughs> two masters mar married. If you think you're a master, you're married together, you're going to be horrible. Okay, I'm telling you, serving, serving. Everything is about serving. First, unto God. Second, to each other. That's his command, right? Love him, love others. By what? By serving. What I consider serving is what? Sowing heart. A sowing. Okay, because some of you are like, I don't like serving. Okay, sowing. How about that? Sowing. Sowing to what? Sowing to the kingdom. Sowing to what? Sowing to others. The seed. You have to sow into the soil. There's no sowing season, no harvest season. Simple. Simple. Sowing. You know, this, when I think about the, the cultivation here that you're talking about, sowing, right? We can't we reap what you sow. You got a bad attitude, and you give your bad attitude to your kids all the time. Guess what? What you do, your kids will do in excess, right? You got a bad attitude, your kids are probably going to have a really bad attitude. And we need to think about that. So what are you cultivating inside of your home? If you want to read the Bible, I'm, my prayer is that, that they will do that in excess. So you you want to devote and pray with them and stop and do those things. Because the way we parent is, is, is really, it's so much. And I know some of you, and we joke about this sometimes, you come and you drop your kid off here and you're like, hey, an hour and 15 minutes this week, can you make sure that my kids really love Jesus and listen to me all the time? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we're partnering with you in this, but we've got them an hour and 15 minutes. We're going to commit to give them Jesus, that we're going to do that here. But we need you guys to give them Jesus all the time inside of the home. All the time, right? We're talking about seeking first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, Yes, all the time. They're not going to get it from school. They're not going to get it from school. And so if there's ever been a time, and there has, if there's ever been a time to anchor in and start doing the things that we're supposed to and start parenting like we're supposed to, it is now. It's always been there, but a lot of, a, a lot of people haven't done it. And so we're talking about restructuring here in this next season and say, Holy Spirit's going to help, but he's saying you help yourself too, right? Just start having some discipline, start having a servant's heart, start having a kingdom mind that she was just talking about. And when I think about parenting in my life and, uh, and then how we, we operate inside of parenting, inside of our home, we're not perfect, we're, but we're, we're going after God and we rely on the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and I wrote this, this phrase this week because I wanted to get it, is that I want to parent my child, or you want to parent your children like God parents us. And she just said, God will discipline you. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, or old King James says, chasteneth, right? Sometimes discipline is hard. She said, I don't want to get a smack from God. It'd be better if you just got little corrections, you know what I mean? Let's go this way. Sometimes we need a smack from God to get us back on track. But if we're just constantly committed to his word and praying and seeking him and seeking his face and asking the Holy Spirit to help us, we won't get too far off track. Right? We just won't. And so the correction feels a little bit softer with this. And so when I talk about disciplining our daughter, which we, we do, we don't have to, I don't do anything like I used to. Um, I used to spank. I don't know. Do we got any, anybody still believe in spanking? No. Okay. Okay. Church people, where you at? <laughs> Listen to people outside. They're like, you shouldn't spank your kids. I'm like, oh, Lord. I joke around here. I know some timeout people. There was no timeout with my dad. Take time out to go pick out a belt that you're going to be in. We didn't have a changleta in my house, but we had a belt. 
And uh, it's, it's a real thing, you know. <laughs> there was no time out, right? And so we get this. But I, the Lord disciplines. He's, he's steering because he cares for us. And if you care about your children, you will, you will steer them towards God. My goodness, what are we doing? I'm not just saying, hey, we want, we want to get them into the, into the business or if we could just get them. In. No, we need to get them to Jesus and let God work in their lives in a mighty, mighty way. And it takes commitment to it. Listen to this verse. We've got to get going. Deuteronomy. I've got to read quite a few verses here. Hang on tight. And this is something we say every year so we can be reminded of this. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you are getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land of the Lord. Swore to give your ancestors. Be careful to obey all the commands I'm giving you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to them. Now listen real quick, because last week we talked about this. If you love the Lord, what? Obey. Okay, right? Everybody need to listen. <laughs> Take a note. Obey his commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And then he said last week, and then I will send you a helper. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I'll send you help. Well, that feels good. That's what we do. Keep his commandments. He's going to send us help. Now, jump down to 26 for time's sake. Look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. That's enough to stop today. It's your choice. You want to be blessed or you want to be cursed? I don't think there's a hand in here that would raise and say, yes, I'd like to be cursed. Nobody. Everybody wants the blessing. What well, he's saying, you will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. You want to be blessed or you want to be cursed? I'm talking about individually as singles. I'm talking about people who are dating. I'm talking about people who are married. I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about old people, young people, all of you. You want to be blessed? You want to be cursed? We have the option here by seeking God. One of the ways that we do is we just anchor into the truth. We said it last week. You know the truth and the truth will? Okay, right? Truth is foundational. We live in the truth. Truth is the teaching. We give it to our kids. We also give it to ourselves. Teach yourself the word of God. Study the word of God. She already mentioned discipline. Discipline is the alignment to God's word. Because most of us know at least some degree, hey, don't, don't, don't do this, right? If you, if you don't do this, you're, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Most of us know that. We need to do the word of God. Don't be just here. Be doers of the word of God. And the last is love. And I want to I hit this. We all know that we're supposed to love. We love our children. What's a, one of the best ways that you can love somebody? The Bible says that you would lay your life down for them. Think about this. Because most of us would die for our kids in a second. Somebody came at your kids, you would lay down your life for them. But a lot of times we won't lay down the sinful desire that's inside of us. Show them the right way. That we will love. I love you so much that Holy Spirit help me to have some self-control because I want to act like this, but I'm not going to act like this because I love my kids enough to model the behavior of Jesus Christ. Spirit, run the show inside of me. That's man, that's some serious love there, and we need help with that. We need to fear God. Listen to this. We need to fear God, obey his commandments, and then teach our children to do the same. Simple and yet absolutely necessary. For us in this next season. The second thing that, that the Holy Spirit will help us do. 
Yeah, so let's just go back a little bit about the, the obeying the commandments, okay? Um, I want to mention one thing is King Solomon, right? Obey, he's, he, you know, King Solomon had, had a wonderful life, had, you know, a wealth and possession, and, and he, had a, he had a problems too. But in, in, the, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I want to mention this, okay? This is so crucial. He said, he, said, he's, he, wrote, he wrote everything. He, he wrote a lot of stuff. He said, the end of the matter, the whole story, here, now, is my final conclusion. He gave it to you. He figured it out. He, he lived a life. Everything highs and, and lows. He said, fear God and obey his commandment. This is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret things, either good or bad. Okay, I just want to give you that. Okay, we move on. The second point is Holy Spirit will guide, empower us everyday life. Some, some of you are asking, guide us what? How? How? Guide us to the truth, the word. Guide us to the word. Deuteronomy, right? Pastor Rich read, a cursing and blessing. Listen, here. I know you're, you, 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 you're looking into your future, right? The future is in the word. The huge future is in the word. You want a blessing or you want a cursing? He wants you to have a, have a blessed life. We want our children to have a blessed life. But the future depends on your creating, allowing your heart to line his, his heart, be obedient, and do his word, obey his commandment. You will be blessed. Amen. All right? Amen. The truth is not, the truth, leading back to truth is not a one-time event. It's an attitude. It's an attitude, okay? It's an attitude. It's constantly allowing the word of God wash over, wash over. Wash over. Remember the, the, the story about the pastor Richie told you? Every time the, the, the pastor told the guy to, to wash the basket, right? To go get some water with the, with, the, with, the, with the basket. He came back. He said, I got nothing. There's no water in the basket. Guess what? Look at the basket. How clean it is. Allowing the word of God. Constantly washing you. Yeah. And do what's right. And do what's right. What is right? The ways of God is always right. The ways of ours. Sometimes, you know what? The feelings. Sometimes we're guided by, by our feelings. The feelings coming over is so heavy. It crushes the reasoning and takes over. Yeah. And then that's where the wrongdoings come. That's the wrongdoings, allowing the Holy Spirit, unleash the power of the Holy Spirit to guide you, to empower you, to do the right thing. That's so good. In the ways of God. This, this, this empowerment is, is there for us. The Holy Spirit is, is your gift from God to help guide you, to empower you to do the things. And when we look at Galatians, look at this, 5, 16, and 18. It says, so I say, this is Paul writing to the church here, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. This is in every area, singles, again, married couples, parents, everybody. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Most everybody has good intentions. They start with good intentions and they slip off, right? But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Right after this, he goes into the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Galatians 5.22, right? He begins to talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all the things that we want more of in our life, but we're not even asking the Holy Spirit to empower us. We don't start our day with prayer, Right? When is the last time you grabbed your family and said, no, we're going to pray in this house, right? Go get your kids out of their room. They want to hide in the room. 
They want to be tucked away. You go get them out of the room and say, no, 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 come in here for a second. We're going to hold hands. We're going to pray. We're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to guide our lives. That's going to correct our bad behavior. That's going to prevent us from doing some really dumb things. Right? Thank God he does that. <laughs> right? We still slip up. Everybody makes mistakes. Smart people make mistakes. Stupid people make the same mistake over and over again. Really smart people learn from other people's mistakes, right? This is how we should think about these things because we need a spirit-led life. We need a spirit-guided life. And thank God he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. When's the last time you just asked for more help? It was here a few minutes ago at the altar. We just said, God, help. Just help. Why do we not use this word more? We're like afraid. We're too proud or something. We need help. I need help every single day of my life, and he will. The third thing we're going to talk about is the Holy Spirit will change our perspective and give us hope. There's a lot of people in this room right now who need a different perspective. If I brought you up here on stage, you would have a different perspective right now. A lot of times when we're in, when we're in the middle of something, you can't see out of that. You only see the chaos around you. I used to work on a whitewater river in, in Tennessee, and um, I, I would kayak, if anybody knows what that is. And kayaking is, is a weird thing because you lock yourself in kind of. There's a thing that's called a skirt. It goes around here. And from the outside, when you're looking at somebody do it, they're doing their tricks. And you're like, oh, that doesn't look that hard. And then when you go out there and the wave flips you upside down and the rocks hit your helmet and you're about to drown and you have to pull your skirt and you have to pick up your kayak 500 yards down the river, you're like, that's very difficult. And so sometimes when you're in the, the middle of the, the rapids of life, you can only see, maybe from the outside, somebody else is going through something that doesn't look that bad, but everything is relative, right? When you're in the middle and the waves are crashing over and you're upside down and you feel like, my goodness, I can't, I can't do anything. I, it's the only thing I can see is this, and you need a different perspective. God will help. The Holy Spirit will, will do this because our life is such, we're snapshot people. I go and think about something, boom. Sometimes I'm going, I'm driving down the road, and some of your faces just pop into my mind. That's the Lord bringing you to remembrance, and I start praying for you and thanking God for your life and believing that he will touch your heart right there. I pray for you guys like that. You might not think so, but I do, and I believe she does too, and some of you do it for us, and that's how we're supposed to. But we need a different perspective and, and give us hope. My goodness. It feels like a hopeless scenario at times. If you're not careful, you're just going to look and go, man, there's no hope. And I just, last couple days, I've just seen this stuff in Canada. And I don't want to pick on Canada, but I'll pick on Canada. It's like they're, they're arresting pastors. That's Canada. <laughs> that's like the 51st state. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like serious. That's like right there. And if, if you don't think that that is coming for us, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. But if you don't think that's coming for us, you're asleep. You're spiritually asleep, and you need the Holy Spirit to change your perspective on that because it is coming. And this is why we have to change the perspective on how we seek him. Because it just feels hopeless. What about the economy? What about this and this and this answer and this answer? I don't know about any of that. What I do know is that we serve a God who loves us tremendously and wants you to obey him and his command. And when you do that, everything will be just fine. It might not be fine the way you think, but it will be fine the way that he ordains it to be our perspective versus God's perspective is so different in our relationship right she gets aggravated with me right it's it's, it's part of it I never get aggravated with her at all she's so sweet 
Like lying in the house of God. <laughs> she picks on me, you know. She's, she's, she's more disciplined in physical activities than I am. And um, so she picks on me, and I get aggravated with that, and um, it's, it's okay. But Romans 15, 13 says this, I pray that God, God, not money, not cars, not things, not government, not presidents, not anybody, not even family, I pray that the God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Listen to this. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The way that verse brings that together is crazy. He didn't say you will operate half full or even full. He said you will operate in the overflow. Some of you can't operate in the overflow because you're totally depleted. Listen to this. Every single one of our tanks, all of us, leadership, Spiritually, everything, all of our tanks leak. This is why you come in here on Sunday and you feel like, you feel full, right? And you go out there and you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you don't do anything. And you come back next Sunday and you like barely make it in. You know what I'm talking about? Whew, barely made it to church. My goodness, why do we live like that? Where, where, where does it say in scripture that we're supposed to live like that? No, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have the power to get it done. You do not have the power to get it done. She is a great mother. She is a great spouse. But she cannot do it alone. She can't. I cannot, I cannot be a better husband tomorrow than I was today on my own. I don't care how many books from Barnes and Noble or Amazon books that I read. I can't. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, I cannot get it done, church. There's three things that we need. Jenna's going to tell, tell, tell you about them real quick. So the first one, we need a consistency, okay? I, I, <laughs> I say this not enough, I guess. I don't know. She anyway, consistently consistency. stands up. See this? I'm consistently standing up. I'm, I'm very consistent. <laughs> I, I have to say I am, right, in some yeah. areas. The consistency is not saying, it's not you're saying you want to be consistent. Everybody want to be consistent. Everybody. It's not about saying it, about doing it. Yeah. Guess what? Consistency, consistency also brings what? Brings stability. You know, you're constantly doing this. No, be consistent on the path of life. Be consistent, right? It brings, brings stability, also brings security. Who, who doesn't want a security? I do. Right. I do. I do. So be consistent. I want, I want my daughter to remember. Remember me. My mother was consistently reading reads her Bible. My mother was consistently studies her Bible. My mother was consistently pray with me. My mother was consistently loving my father. Consistency is, is what? It's a gift. It's a gift to your children. It's a gift to the kingdom. Because we are, we are disciples. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. We're disciplined. Discipline takes consistency. When you exercise your spiritual muscle consistently, when the storms of life and the tribulation comes, you will stand. You will stand on the rock and proclaiming His goodness for all my life. He is good to me. For all my life, He is good to me. We need to be consistent. Number two. Is we need encouragement. Do you know encouragement is a spirit? Is a, it's a gift, a, spir- a spiritual gift. Let me tell you, 
my lifetime experience, there's not a lot of encouragers out there. Really isn't. I don't know why we are so stingy with our words. I don't know why. Come on, people, be generous. The words you don't have to buy, be generous to your children. Encourage your children, encourage your husband, encourage people around you. A spiritual person is encouraging person, let me tell you. Take this home, okay? A spiritual person is an encouraging person. Don't be stingy with your words. Go home, practice that. Number three, we need the church. The church is a spiritual hub. It's a spiritual hub. The church is a lighthouse. It cannot be hidden. The church is the hope of the world. Consistently provides spiritual nutrition for you, for your family, for your marriage, for your children. You say, I don't know how to do it. Come to church. Come to church. We are always here. We're always here. Listen to this real quick. There's so many things shifting in our world right now. Seems like every, everything I just mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm not just talking about government stuff or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the enemy pressing in and trying to get us to soften things. Um, we are committed, myself, my wife, our staff, our leaders, our elders, our boards, everybody here is committed to preach the word of God. We're not going to shift from that. That's never going to change. I don't care what happens, what, who comes at us. We're always going to do that. And so if you're, if you're, if you're here today and you're a guest, you're saying, I wonder what, what they believe. We believe the word of God. We believe God. We believe in God. And we believe God. And we trust his word that it is good for us all the time. And we need the church, not just this church. I believe this is a great church. There's something special about this place, and I'm so glad to see the room just about full and 9 o'clock full and 12 o'clock will be full, and and God is doing something incredible. He's moving in a mighty way, but there's always more, and we need the church to stand on the truth, and we will. I want you to get this. Stand with me real quick as we kind of close. She said, uh, she quoted Bill Hybels a minute ago. He said, you know, the local church is the hope of the world um, for a lot of things single. This is why we, we, we have ministries in every area, right? Young adults ministry for singles. If you're single, you need a place to plug into. You need a place where you can come and be you, but hear the truth. You, a marriage group, we have those. We've got several of them. You need that. You need that consistency in your life. You need a like a prime timers group. Anybody remember that old school prime timers group? Do you know what that is? I'll just call it like it is. That's for the older people. <laughs> you need prime timers. You want to connect. You might not connect with a, you know, a 12-year-old, right? But you can connect with somebody else who's however old they are. <laughs> and you need a, a men's group. We have those. If you need a women's group, you, we have those because we all need to be sharp and we need the church. I need, I need it. I need you. You don't believe that, but I need you guys. Sometimes when I come in here and I just see you guys and you just give me a smile and I'm like, man, that's just a, it's enough of encouragement for me. You think like maybe you need us and you do. We all need each other. It's the church and how it's supposed to be. And the Holy Spirit, when you are operating and being empowered by him, doing everything that you can do to be close to him and God, man, you're going to help meet the needs of others. We need the church. 
Now, some of you, I want to I address this real quick. We've got we to gotta close up, but there's some, some parents in the room, some mothers, some fathers in the room, and I know it's Mother's Day. And some of you didn't serve the Lord for a long time, and maybe you, you feel some guilt for that. And maybe you feel like you broke your kids. That happens sometimes. I've heard that story a lot. And I just want to say this, that we serve a God who restores. That's right. Amen. 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 <laughs> He fixes things, you know, no matter how you, you might have slipped up and messed up, that what the enemy meant for harm against you, God meant for good to bring about this present result to preserve many people to life, that he can fix it, that he can steer, that he can shape thoughts and steer minds, and maybe some of your kids are just off and you're like, my goodness, I wish they'd come back, and you know, you're so busy trying to manipulate, if you would just maybe surrender it to God and let God move in their lives, that can happen. There's no need for you to carry a bunch of shame and guilt, you just give it to God and let him handle it. That's right. Can you just bow your heads with us today? I'm going to ask Janet to pray and then I'm going to I'm going to follow it up with a prayer myself. Babe, would you just pray for us today? Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Today I just want to stop right now to pray for the mothers. Every single mother out there, spiritual mothers, stepmothers, single moms, dads playing dual duty as moms, grandmothers raising grandchildren as mom, spiritual moms, everybody, Lord Jesus, Father. You just bless them. Yes. Bless them. And give them strength and understanding, Lord Jesus, Father, that your promise is, is coming their way. It's rewarding. It's rewarding building souls, building soldiers for you and your kingdom, Lord Jesus, Father. Give them strength and wisdom. I also pray that if the relationship has been messed up between mothers and the children, Lord, you were just mending right now as I'm speaking yes, for the losses of mothers and children, Lord Jesus, Father, your great comforter, you will comfort them, Lord Jesus, for, for, for the days and years ahead. We have hope. We have hope. One day we're going to see each other again, but you are the secret. We love you, Lord. Help us. Help us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Father, I thank you for your presence in this room today. God, we just ask for your help. No matter what avenue of life that we're on, maybe single, maybe dating, maybe married, maybe married with children, God, we all need your help. We all need your guidance. We need your direction. So Holy Spirit, Fill us today. We don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. We want to operate in the overflow, Lord. Father, we trust you. We trust you. We know that you are there for us. That you are helping us to live a holy life. A kingdom-minded life. An empowered life. To live how you want us to live. To say what you want us to say. To be the parents and spouses that you want us to be the citizens that we're supposed to be. Father, we love this church. We love this people. And we know you love it more. So we just slide it over to you. Our lives are in your hands. Holy Spirit, do what you want with them. We're not afraid of where you're taking us. We know there's more. We know there's deeper waters. We just want to trust you more, so help us with that. Holy Spirit, heal what needs to be healed. Fix 
what needs to be fixed. Take away what needs to be taken away. Give us a holy boldness to live for you. To do what we're supposed to do. Inside and outside of our home. We pray all of this in the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for the word of God. Hang on tight. I want to tell you a couple things. We're going to continue next week with the Holy Spirit. I've already got a message that I'm working on. Listen, bring somebody with you and you're, you're thinking... It's pretty full in here. It's okay. We'll find space. We also have 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock. So thank you for growing with us and believing with us. God has such an amazing plan. Happy Mother's Day. Listen, just call call everybody that say, tell them that. Let's live for Jesus this week and invite a whole bunch of people to him. Let's pray our benediction together. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We'll see you next week. God bless.